0: Thank you for your presence, thank you for your power, and thank you for your glory in the midst of your people. Unto you shall all the gathering of the people be. We have gathered unto you today with our hearts full of gratitude and full of expectations. Meet every need this morning, bless every life, cause us not to live the same, and let your name be glorified. We thank you and bless you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a month of constant fellowship. <laughs> Hallelujah. Help me tell the person to you this is my month of constant fellowship. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for the scriptures that. We read from Hebrews chapter number 10, 24, 25. Can we please repeat the scripture? And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. And listen to what it says. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As is the manner of some. So that our people that are there, they are not constant in church but exalting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. This is a very powerful scripture. And I believe that every Christian must love this Hebrews chapter number 10 the verse 25. The word of God encourages us to fellowship all the time. And we must keep assembling ourselves together. We must keep assembling ourselves together. We must come. We must gather. We must always meet together to encourage ourselves. Paul said in the Hebrews where we read, the verse 25, he said that don't copy those who are not constant in church. Look at what it says. The verse said, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves, as is the manner of some. So there are people who always withdraw themselves. Do you know there are people that when you become friends with them in the church, coming to church constantly will become a problem for you. So there are certain people in the church you don't have to befriend them. Because they are not committed to God. And the things of God. There are people that they come to church because when things are well with them, they are in church. People can give all kinds of excuses that people don't come to church because they don't have dresses. I don't have a new dress. I can't come to church. I've been wearing this dress for so long. I'm waiting for a new one. Sometimes people don't come to church because they don't have an offering. I just have all kinds of excuses, all kinds of things. People can give you thousands and wonder why they cannot be in church. And the Bible said, don't associate with such. He said, as is the manner of some. Can you help me ask the person, are you among that group? Who are not in, always in church? You, uh, uh, can you help me as a person? How many times do you come to church in a month? How many times? Some of you can count. Some of you is four, because four Sundays in a month you can count. There are some also two, the whole month. Some also three. So, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. I pray that you not be among that group of people who are not committed, who are not constant in church. Amen. Say to yourself, I refuse to absent myself from the assembling of the brethren. Hallelujah. So don't join the group that are always giving excuses why they cannot gather together. Don't join them. You see, when, it, when it's time for church, you don't need to be told. You don't need to be asked to come to church. You don't need. No, no, no. When, if it's church, if you really understand the God you are serving and what you are doing for God, when it's time for church, you don't need anybody to tell you to come. You don't need anybody. You know, sometimes people can give all kinds of excuses, and this person did that to me, that person, and I'm not, I'm not coming to church. I, I don't know what is wrong with you, but um, may God have mercy on you. You don't understand what you are doing. He said, not forsaken, not forsaken. The assembly of ourselves together. As is the manner of some. But exalting one another. And so much the more, as you see the day. uh, Listen to me. The safest place to be in this end time is the house of God. I'm telling you. Because the world is full of corrupt. The the, the world is getting to a point. Let me ask you. Do you know that when you leave church, some of you, the moment you come to church, you become holy. Is that not so? The moment you leave church, the things you see and the things you go through, you forget about your holiness. I'm telling you. So what is keeping you to live right for God is church. Because within the week, when you leave the house of God and you go out, the places you go, the people you meet, there is so much evil, there is so much corruption, there is so much sin in the world. That it takes the church to empower you to go through the week to live right and to do what is right for God. I'm telling you. He said, as you see the day approaching, don't absent yourself. Listen to me, in this end time, the church becomes your place of security if you really want to go to heaven, I'm telling you. Take it from me. I'm telling you. Because the church is becoming the center of the word of God. Where people are being sharpened, we are being encouraged, when you come to church, the power of God touches you. You, I mean, you you are touched spiritually. You are touched emotionally, psychologically, mentally. The church and the house of God become the place of security for you. Listen to me. In this end time, anybody who's not committed to church, your work with God and your going to heaven will be a problem. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Very good. May God help us in the name of Jesus. I said, may God help us. Tell the person Stop absenting yourself from church. So, don't join that group of people who are always giving excuses and all that. Don't join them. Amen. It's not a safe thing. It's not safe to be absenting yourself. It's not safe. One day, the Bible says, "When kings go to war, David remain in the house." It's time for us to go to. Everybody is going. That is one of the dangers of not going to church. When Cain got to where everybody was going, David decided to stay. It was when he stayed that he found himself in trouble. Yeah. Some of you, if you have started coming to church a long time, your problems would have been minimized. Some of the problems and problems, situations you find yourself in, they wouldn't have happened to you. And when everybody was going, all of us everybody was good. the Bible said David was left alone. It was when he was left alone. And those of you who are the lone rangers, may God have mercy on you. When all of us are coming to church, you are always in the house. You are putting, I always tell people, no matter your situation, no matter even your lifestyle, the safest place for you to be is church. It's not the world. The church is not a place for righteous people. The place is not a place for only holy people. It's also a place for sinners. The church is like a hospital where everybody comes. We all come to work on ourselves. As you are sitting down, we are, we are being examined. The word of God is examining you. Please help tell me the person that you have. You have something you must work on. You have something you must work on. Yeah. So as you come to church, the word of God begins to work on you. So your hospital, you, you are being injected. They are taking some things out of your life. So it's not a place of holy or only righteous people. It's a place for sinners. Where God work on us and God begin to change and transform our lives. Amen. I pray that the word of God continue to work on your life and bring the change Amen. and the transformation that is needed in the name of Jesus. Amen. So when David was left alone in the house and there was nobody around, that is where he found himself in trouble. Let me say, there's one thing about the devil. The devil is so wise. Do you know that, the Bible says, when, when you read Job, the Bible says, when the children of God gathered, Satan also went there. So even Satan loved to go to church. When the children of God gathered, Satan also was present. That is where God asked him, where have you been? Hallelujah. You will never absent yourself from the gathering and the assembling of the believers and of the Christians in the name of Jesus. Set yourself from today, I refuse to absent myself from the assembling and constant fellowship of believers. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, so it is not safe. It is not safe to absent yourself from the assembling of them. Now, what is the church? Want to talk about that? What is the church? What is the church? The church. I mean, simply my own definition. It is a group of believers who comes together in the name of the Lord to worship, fellowship, and appreciate their Maker and their Savior. You must understand that. So, when we gather like this. That we gather unto him, not unto any man. And the church belongs to him alone. The church belongs to Jesus. The church doesn't belong to any man. No man owns a church. Somebody can say, This is my church. Christ Jubilee is, is not Pastor Nicholas church. Who told you that? We have gotten it all wrong. I didn't die for you. No. In Matthew 16, listen to what it says. Matthew 16, listen to what it says. He said, and I also said to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will do what? Whose church? So the church belongs to who? Jesus said, He said, I will build my church. So, all of us here, please, as individuals, we represent, we are the temple of the Lord. But when we come together, we form what we call the church. So, we are the church of so God. When we come together, we form the church. When we assemble together, we are called the church. And this church, from where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. And this church belongs to one person, and that person is Jesus Himself. I will build my church. Amen. So he owns it, it is for him. It is not for any man. Say to yourself, I belong to Christ. Say with conviction, this church belongs to Jesus. Amen. It doesn't belong to any man, he owns the church himself. I pray that God give us understanding in the name of Jesus. And Paul talks about the church, I mean the man and the wife, and the in relating to Christ and the church in Ephesians chapter number five. Look at what he says there. Ephesians chapter number 5. From verse 22. Paul was making a comparison between the church and um, Jesus Christ about the husband and the wife. Listen to what he says. From verse 22 through 32. It says, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ also the head of the church. And he's the saviour of it. Okay, let me start. let me explain to you from verse 22. Please let's start from verse 22. So he was making a comparison of the church and the and Jesus Christ about the wife and the husband, the union between them. So why submit your to your own husbands as to the law? Verse 23. For the husband is the head of the world, of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. So the first thing that you must understand: this church, Christ is the head of it. He is the boss over this place. He's the boss. He's the head, He's the controller, the one in charge. He owns it by himself. He's the head of it. And as Christ is also head of the church, and he is the savior of the world, of the body. number two, he is the savior. He died for us. He shed his blood to save this church. So this church is in existence. We are all here because of who? Because of his death, because he died and saved it. Amen. So please, when we gather like this, we have gathered unto him because we are here because of him, not because of any man. You must understand that. And he is the savior of the body. Ah. Hallelujah. Row 24. Therefore, just as the church submits to Christ, so the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Row. Husbands, love your wife just as Christ also did what? The next thing that you can see here is that he is also the lover of the church. So Jesus loves the church. Amen. So if nobody loves you, you must understand that he loves his church. Uh, Don't forget the church is when we all come together, we form what we call the church. And Christ loves the church. So when you come to church, you must experience the love of Christ. You don't experience hatred. You experience his love. Because whenever we meet together, where two or three are gathered in his name, he's in their midst. Glory to God. Jesus loves you. If no man loves you, I want to tell you he loves you. If no human being loves you, I want to tell you this man loves you. So the church should be a place of love, not a place of hatred, not a place of division, not a place of backbiting, a place of stepping on people's foot. You did me that. No, 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 no. From today, if you are like that, may God have mercy on you in the name of Jesus. It's a place of what? Of love. It's not a place we talk about people. We gossip about others. No. Husbands love you. Just as Christ also loved the church. And gave himself. He has given himself for the church. Amen. Amen. I pray the love of God will be so strong and mighty in our midst. Please, whenever we come together, that love of Christ is amongst us. Let the love of Christ be shed upon our hearts in the name of Jesus. Please roll. That he might sanctify and cleanse her. He might, that's what? So Christ is also sanctifying the church. Because the church belongs to him. He's gradually sanctifying the church. How many of you know that you are being sanctified gradually? Is that not so? Yeah. That's one of the most important things of coming to church. Because whenever we come together, the spirit of sanctification begins to work amongst us many of you since you joined this there are a lot of things that you have changed from your life is becoming much better in sanctification is that not so yeah Yeah. you're becoming better 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 gradually god is changing sanctifying 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 and he will perfect your sanctification in the name of jesus glory to god i said glory to god you can never stay out there no for you to be sanctified no the more you gather, the more we come together as a church, the more his, his sanctifying power manifests amongst us. Yeah. So no matter your weaknesses, still come to church. No matter your I mean your losses, your setbacks, still come to church because as, as time goes he continues to sanctify you. Sanctify you and sanctify you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I see your life being sanctified. Amen. I see your life being purified by Christ in the name of Jesus. And with the washing of water by the word, By the word. It's also washing as cleansing as by the word of God. So as we are preaching the word of God, the word of God becomes your washing. Washing all kinds of things. <laughs> because listen, when people come to Christ, eh, they, they have, even though they have accepted Christ, their spirits are transformed and changed. But they have, there are things that they go through. How many of you know that you have certain things about you which are not really good? The way you are looking, you look so holy for me. Is that not so? Now, how many of you know that there are things about you that God must wash them? Let me see your hand. Almost all of us. Yeah. Because you came to Christ with certain character, with certain behavior, with a certain lifestyle, and he must sanctify by the word. Hallelujah. I pray that the word of God will continue to sanctify and wash us, cleanse us. Oh, you are being cleansed. You are being washed. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> He said that because of the words I have spoken to, you you are sanctified and you are purified. May the word of God sanctify us. I said, may the word of God purify and bring something new into our lives in the name of Jesus. I see the word of God changing us gradually, changing and changing and changing. Glory to God. You are being washed by the word. You are being washed by the word of God. You are being washed. He said, let me tell you this. That is the reason why you must love a church that preaches the word of God. God, the only thing that can change you and transform you is the word, that can wash you is the word of God. Amen. Amen. I pray that this church will never deviate from the preaching of the word of God. We will preach it and 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 preach it. I'm not saying there's something, but you don't really build church on prophecies. People's lives doesn't become better because of prophecy. Their lives become better because of the word. So please, I pray that you'll be someone who will love the word of God. Ah. Ah. When I was preaching last Sunday at uh, the Assemblies of God, I don't know, I think the services are earlier than us. When I got there around that eight thereabout, it's a big church. The place was full. The gallery everywhere. I said, wow. No connection of God. Every cast, packs, uh, police people parking, cars. Oh, say, whoa. No, look at what is the time? It's nine. Look at, there are some futures at the back. You'll be surprised if people will still be coming. By the time we finish the service, the place will be full. Shame on those, all of us. I'm telling you. May God change us. I said, may God change us. Hallelujah. Please roll. So he's watching the Bible. And that he might present it to himself as what? So Christ is, I'm talking about, he owns the church. eh? And he's still making the church a glory. Gradually, the church is becoming a glorious church. The church is becoming what? Glorious. Glorious. The Lord is glorifying your life. How many of you are part of the church? Then the glory is your portion. Is that not so? He said that he might present himself as what? A glorious church. Not a dirty, not a shameful church. Glorious. Glorious glory. He said because of your shame, you shall have double. For those that he predestined, he called. And those that he called, he justified. And those that he justified, he also glorified. Ah, Romans chapter 8 verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also did what? To be conformed to the image of the Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these also justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. Your portion is glory, not shame. Your portion is glory, not disgrace. You will be glorified in your family. You will be glorified among your brethren. You will be glorified. You will never be put to shame. You will never be put to shame. Now I'm telling you. All those who are waiting for your shame. Your disgrace. The Lord will disgrace them. They will see your glorification. You will marry. I said you will marry. You will give birth. You will succeed. You will make it. You will triumph. Because those that he justified, he also glorified. And please listen to this. Jesus is and no man is doing this for you. No man. Because he said it is I will build my church. And one of the ways he builds it, he builds it through glory. I'm telling you. A time is coming, the church will become the most glorified body. No, I'm telling you. If people are looking for jobs, they will come into the church. If People are looking for us, they will come because their church will be the command center of the blessings of them, I'm telling you. Glory, glory. Go back to the Ephesians for me. What he it says it said that he presented himself as a glorious what? A glorious church. Glory is a portion in this church. From today, I curse every spirit of shame, reproach, disgrace over your life, over your destiny, over your career, over your children. Over your family, over your relationships, in the name of Jesus. Whatever does not represent glory is cast from today in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus. God is making the church a glorious one. I said the church has become a glorious church, and you are you form the church. Is that not so? So if God is making the church a glorious one, it means that it is your life that is becoming glorious listen to what he says about the church go with me to Isaiah chapter number 2 we'll come back to the scripture Isaiah chapter number 2 from verse 1 to 3 listen to what he says Isaiah 2, 1 to 3 now the word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the lost house where? The, or the Lord's house shall be established on, in the valley in the valley? in the pits? where? So among all mountains, the church shall be on the topest and shall be exalted above all hills and all nations shall flow into it. Listen to this. A time is coming because of the blessings of God upon the church. People will just troop into the church. Because many people in this church are going to be business owners. I curse every spirit of localism. We do not localism in the name of you. are not going to be a local champion. I decree the spirit of international upon you in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. All nations are flowing. You are going to own businesses. You are going to own houses. Some of you, if you are going to believe what I'm saying, some of you are going to own airline companies. Airline yeah listen to me it is not you who is. it is god who is doing glorify himself it is god everybody say it is god god is going to glorify the church glorify the church glorify the church listen to what is it verse three many people shall come and see come and let us go up to the mountain of the lord to the house of the god of jacob he will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law. And the word of the law from Jerusalem. Ah. The church is becoming a glorious church. And you are the church. So it means that your life is becoming glorious. I say your life is becoming what? Glory to God. Give me Obadiah 117. Listen to what it says. Obadiah 117. Very powerful scripture there. Obediah 117. He said, but on Mount Zion, there shall be what? So the church is a place of deliverance from attack of the enemy, from attack of the devil, deliverance from family curses, deliverance from stagnation, deliverance, he said, upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance and there shall be what? Holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. So through the church, whatever God has ordained for you, God releases them into your hands you listen to me? And the, the house of Jacob shall possess their what? Do you know there is a level of blessing God has ordained for you? You will never miss God's blessing on your life before you die in the name. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But on Mount Zion, when you read this scripture, always this scripture goes with Hebrews chapter number 12, verse 22 to 24. Always read these two scriptures together. Listen to what it says. Hebrews chapter number 12, 22 through 24. But you have come to where? And to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of what? To the general what? Assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in where? Can you imagine this church is registered in heaven? To God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. Look at verse 24. 24, 24, 24. To Jesus, the mediator. Aja. And the new covenant, the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Aja. You have come to Mount Zion. That is the church. Therefore, your life cannot remain behind. I see God... Please, your life will be glorified. I said, your life will be glorified. Help me tell the person, look at me very well. Look at me very well. You have not seen me yet. The real me, the real me is coming out. The real me is coming out. Yeah. Tell the person, look at my face. This is not my real face. Yeah. Do you know that when God begins to bless you, even your faces changes? Yes yeah. Even your skin, your skin changes. Some of you you have been sleeping in heat uh, It's not your fault. It's not your fault. So if when you sleep, you can't sleep well. Yeah. There are rushes all over. You are praying, Lord, let it rain. No, Lord, let it rain, let it rain. Because your room is hot. When you lift up your head, it's only the roofing sheet that you see. But listen to me. There is a God who called you not to disgrace you, but he called you to glorify you listen to me. Your level is changing and changing and changing. Hallelujah. He said, my city through prosperity shall be spread abroad and the Lord shall comfort Zion. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Glory is your portion. Now, go back to me to what Jesus is doing to the church. Go back to me. Go to the Ephesians. Please fast for me. My time is almost up. Ephesians. Five verse that he might present it at the glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that he should be holy and without what so he's still making you holy step each and every day your life is becoming sanctified hallelujah you are not going backward your life is becoming more holier and holy and that should be your desire that should be your passion that the Lord will perfect your life the Lord will make you more holy and holy and holy. So whenever you are coming to church, don't come because you have spotted a man or you have spotted a woman. No, 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 no. Don't come and be looking at things. You are coming to church, Lord, I have come so that you can perfect my life. Because on Mount Zion, there shall be perfection. Yeah. Zion represents the church. That God will perfect your life. And do whatever he has supposed to do in your life. Please roll for me. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies, he who loves his wife is what? Himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes. One of the things that he does is also that Jesus nourishes and cherishes the church, just as the Lord does. Go back. He nourishes. When he says you nourish something, you understand? For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the what? So Jesus nourishes the church and cherishes the Ah, yeah. The church is very precious in his sight. You are please listen to me. You are precious, oh. you are precious in the sight of God. He value, he, some of you don't even value your own self. I'm telling you, you don't value yourself. If I die, I die. The way you are you go about your life means I don't value yourself. But there is someone who values you, who cherishes you. Places value, you are precious. He said, I've written your name in my palm. Nobody can snatch you out of my hands. He said, anyone who touches you, touches the eye of God, or of the Lord. You are precious in his sight. Very valuable in his sight. Very valuable. Not only that, but it's all doing what nourishing. The Lord is nourishing your life. Yeah, he's adding value to your life. Gradually, he's polishing you. Taking things which are not right. Nourishing you. Adding some water. Doing some things to you. So that by the end of the day, your life will stand perfect before God. And your life will be so glorious. Oh yeah. It's like planting a small seed. And you want the seed to become something great so that you can benefit from it. What you do, you nourish it. Is that not so? You pour water. You put manure. Many of you, God is pouring water on you, putting manure on you, so that by the end of the day, you become a glorious person. Uh, yeah. That is your portion. Your portion is glory. I said your portion is what? Glory. Because God is nourishing you. Hallelujah. Please let me just move on. My time is up. Now, a few things I want all of us to be able to understand when it comes to the church. Now when you read from the book of Acts, I mean where the new church began, all those who joined the church from the New Testament, from the Book of Acts, all those who be, I mean, who gave their life to Christ, were automatically added to the church by God. Come go with me to Acts chapter number two. Let's read from the verse um, forty-one. Let's go. Acts two forty-one. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about three thousand souls were what added. added. Very much important. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Breaking of bread in prayers. The the people who gave their life to Christ. And then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had one all things in common. And sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone who had need. So continually, daily with one accord. Every day they were meeting, they were having churches every day. And in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Look at the verse 47. Can we all read the verse, verse 47 together? One to go. Praising God and having favor with other people. And the Lord added to the what? Daily those who were being saved. The Lord was adding to the one who adds to the church is God himself. So when you give your life to Christ, you are added to the church. Now first thing, I want everybody to be able to understand today. This very much important. That you can never be a Christian without being part of a church. You can never be a Christian without being part of a church. Many people are not constant in one church. They move from one church to the other. Some of you can't remember the number of churches that you have attended. Can you please help me? Ask the person, say, how many churches have you attended? And ask the person, which one are you making your last stop? Which one, which one, which one? <laughs> Today you are here. Tomorrow you are. <laughs> help me ask the person, where are you established? Where, where are you? You, you yourself, where are you? Some of you, you call yourself a member of the but you have other churches as your sub-churches. Sub. Mercy on you. You can never be a Christian without belonging to a church. Because God himself added. Now, when you give your life to Christ, you become part of the universal church. But you must also become part of the local church. Where you are identified as a member. Some of you don't know whether you are a member, whether you came to visit. We don't know your level, your state. We don't know your position. So we are a member, we don't know. We don't know. Because you come to church when it's comfortable for you, you come to church when it's okay for you. No, there are people that we are even tired of asking you every day. Would they be able to say, Hey, then want to you? One person every day we are asking you, Why didn't you to come to church? We have called you, we are tired. Ask the person, Are you that type? So find a place and be established, amen. That is, that is where you can be nourished. That's where your life can be glorified. Find a, a place. This is where I belong to. This is something Sometimes you hear people say that, oh, uh, 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 the church is in your heart. Asanya, who told you that? Oh, As for me, I don't go to church. I remember in those, when we give a lot of witness to people, people said, oh, the church is in your heart. Me, I don't belong to the church. The church is in your heart. Who told the church is in your heart? God I, them to the church. So when you give your life, you are added to a church. Amen. So find a place and be a part of it. And stop the roaming. Number two, you must understand that it is God who brought you here and added you to this church. And not man. You must understand that. It is God who brought you here and God added you to Christ Jubilee Center. God added you. (laughs) Sometimes when I hear about some of the branches, oh, this person said uh, she came from, or he came from the main branch and they have moved to this side. So you located Christ and it's a member. Sometimes I become so excited. Yeah. There are so many members who have left this community and they have moved to other places and they have located Christ Jubilee churches and they are there. I mean, so excited. Did they, they, they see Christ Jubilee as where God has what? placed them. This is where they belong to. This is where they belong to. So, you must understand it is God who brought you here and added you. Somebody may have brought you, but you must understand that God used them to bring you. Tell the person it is God who brought you here. It is God who brought you here. Amen. Amen. Number three, the third thing you must understand about the church don't allow anything or anybody to take you away from where God has placed you. Because sometimes you don't take care, men can take you from where God has placed you. Yeah. Offences can take you. Mistakes can take you from where God has placed you. In Proverbs 27, the verse 8. Listen to what it says. Proverbs 27, the verse 8. Listen to what it says. It said, like a bird that wanders from its nest, so is a man who wanders from his place. So there is a place, there is a church God has put you in. But don't be like a bird who is wandering out of his nest. If you miss your nest... You will never find any place of rest, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Understand God has brought you here. Number two, you must understand that wherever God has brought you, you will stay there. As a bed wanders from his nest, so is a man who wanders out of his what? Out of his place. You will never wander from where God has placed you in the name of Jesus. Don't wander, move, jumping from one place. That wouldn't become your portion in the name of Jesus. I said that would't become your portion in the name of Jesus so please don't allow anything anybody to take you out of this place because if you give the enemy the chance he will do that you can be offended by people in the house of God you can be somebody may know have' spoken to you where somebody may have offended you if you don't take care of you based on that you may live where God has placed you but when you leave don't forget you are leaving your nest yeah happy to the person say I will offend you tell the person say will I will offend you Somebody said, Big time. I will offend you. I will hurt you. But please understand this is where God has placed us. We have nowhere to go. We have nowhere to go. Yeah. You'll be offended. I always say this. If you don't want to be offended, the easiest and the best place to go, where everybody is quiet, is the cemetery. Go and lie down quietly. And even that one, people walk at the cemetery, people will still walk on you. Working on your tomb and all. <laughs> there is no even peace even at the cemetery. Because when you are buried with time, they, 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 they can bring everything and come and bury new people there. When my grandmother died, those of you were there. In Kumansi, they used to do block those years. But now they said they have stopped. They are not doing blocks again. Now now when you dig, you don't lay blocks, you just you just put you in the sand like that and cover it because they know that in no time they will move the thing again. So that you can spoil fast, you can your body can decompose fast, 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 fast that so they can mix with the the sun. You turn to sand and uh, you are sun sitting there, you look at me like that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody step on you. <coughs> A sun telling another son. <coughs> Nothing. Too pompous, proud, arrogant. You don't love God. You don't serve God. You don't come to church. Somebody has done this to me. Somebody did that to me. I will not come to church. No I man. Sometimes you don't understand people. You did that to me, and you'll be offended. You'll be hurt. Somebody will say something about you. Somebody will misbehave toward you. Uh, please listen to me. All of us as we're standing here, the person sitting next to you, the person who's doing, playing, uh, singing the song, playing the drum, or singing there, everybody's not correct ooh. I'm telling you. Everybody's not correct. Everybody's not correct. You yourself, you know you're not correct. So we are all not correct, trying to, for God to help us to make us correct. So if I show you a little part of my madness, upset me like that. Tell me, hey. You have shown me your own. Next time I'll show you my own. Oh no, then we all move on. I'm telling you we all have our issues some it is pride some it is arrogance some it is they don't respect anything some you can advise them you know yourself so gradually so when you come somebody show you something small say to yourself you don't know me (laughs) if I show you my path uh, we don't have peace in this church I'm believing God to change me so, you understand people and be patient with people. That's how it works. Otherwise, people will drive you away from where God has placed you. I'm telling you, drive you away. Like a bird that wanders from its nest, so is a man who wanders out of his place. You will never miss the place God has put you in the name of Jesus. Nobody will drive you away out of your marriage, nobody will drive you away out of your career. Where God has placed you, nobody will be able to drive you away from it. In the name of Jesus, receive the grace to be established at where God has placed you. Tell the person you can't drive me out of this church. Tell the person you can't drive. No, 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 no. Tell the person you can't drive me out of this church. Tell the person, this is not your church, this is not your church. This is the church of Jesus Christ. Tell the person, this is not your church. Tell the person, this is not your father's church. This is not your mother's church. This is not Pastor Nicola's church. This is God's church. And nobody can drive me away from it. I am here and here forever. Forever. You can't do anything about it. I always tell you. That's why I always appreciate people who have been with me for so many years. I can never preach without mentioning them. We have been through a lot as a church. We began a church. they They have nowhere to go. One day there was an issue we discussed, and one of them told me, "You know that me, I don't have it." I said, "Yes, you do. Where, where do where are you going? When you want to go, I'll come and bring you. You have nowhere to go. <laughs> Settle that in your heart." And God is giving us such people in this church. I'm telling you, yeah. No, I'm telling. There are a lot of people in this church. Eh, you may not know who see this place as their, their final destiny. They have nowhere to go. But there are some also. When you look at them, one day somebody, I mean. S- somebody was behaving in a way. And I called the person. I talked to the person. Please, be very careful. You are, you, 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 you are too sensitive. I talked to the person. Please, you are too sensitive. No, you can't be be too sensitive like that. And I talked to the person. And the person said, I understand. I was there one week. The person called me again. Said this person. Another person also has offended me. And I said, please, I beg you. I beg you. I spoke about this person's issue. Sometimes i was sit and talk about this. Almost about five or six times. And when people offend, offended, he or she will not be coming. So I stop. So when the person doesn't come, he said, I don't ask. One day I was there, and uh, I think one of you, somebody can say, hey, another, uh, somebody has an issue. I said, what is it? Is it a new issue? And the message, the same person's name. I said, oh, everybody. I said, please, I leave that with you. You settle it. Recently, another church leader also asked me, have you seen this person? I said, I said, I said no. Don't be, you, don't be too sensitive. Don't be too sensitive. Hey, what do you think those people are doing here? When you go to church, it is worse. Oh, so. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, worse, sir. We don't have a perfect church. There's no church that is perfect. No, God is working on all of us. So adjust yourself to it. Adjust yourself. What? To it and learn to let go of people's offenses and all of that. Let to let go and move on. Move on. So if you have offended you, some of you have offended me, well, we all go. So if the way you offended me, I decided not to talk. I won't say anything. We move on. But if you hear somebody has offended you in this church and you don't talk to the person, mess you or you mess. You don't understand what you are doing. You don't understand. You don't understand. May God help us. The last thing you must understand that you will only flourish at where God has placed you. You only flourish at where you are planted. When you plant a seed here and it's growing and you get to a certain level, you move it and go and plant it somewhere. You watch it with time. You can see that it affects the growth of that particular tree. That's why in Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 listen to what he says Psalm 1 the verse 1 to 3 Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly standing in the paths of sinners sits in the seat of scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and his law is it meditate day and night look at the verse 3 he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water this is where God has, this is your rivers of water where God has planted you When you move yourself, you go to the wilderness. Now, when you be at where God has planted, listen to what he says. That brings forth its fruit in what? He says, even though you are planted by the rivers of water, but it will take your season for you to flourish. Many of you, I know you very well. When you joined the church, you were nobodies. And I can see how God has been. Sometimes when you start to give testimony, I look at some of you and uh, I say, hey, that means why are you? God has done. Can see some of your faces. Yes, God bless you. God has done well. God has done well. So, 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 even some of you, when I see the way your level has changed, ah, one day somebody we're doing fundraising here, and one of you gave a thousand Ghana city. I was shocked. So where did you get the money from? Where did you get a thousand from? I was shocked. I was there, one of you came to tell me, so please, uh, 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 I want to. Uh, well, I want you to go and dedicate my house. I said, What do you mean? Somebody says, all your house. He said, My house. What do you mean? And I said, Oh, no, not even this. I have even three houses. When the church was buying lands at uh, Shah Hills, he said, I even bought somebody. I didn't tell you. The Shah Hills. I said, I want to look at the person. When this guy called me to dedicate his house, uh, where is Anan? Where is Anan? Sana This boy. He's a boy. He's not married, so I'll call him a boy. There is no way. And you remember what he told me? When I wanted you when you see his house, story building. He told me, he said, how did you get oh, one time you preach He said, everybody must own a land. You are useless, you don't have a land. He said, I decided to go and look for land. How much did you buy that land at that time? He said, 2,000 or 3,000? 2005. I paid it gradually, Two thousand five. at a shaman. You will flourish at where God has planted Amen. you. Yes. One day I was there. He still called me. He said, Why are you? As I'm in the house. I came out of the house and I saw a car. I said, Which car is this? The moment you told me to pray over the when I when you said there are cars that are cars. When the moment... I saw the car and I sat inside and I was about to pray on the car. The Lord just remembered me. Her first car she brought for me to pray on. It was, was it Volkswagen? Volkswagen. Yes. When you look at that time, and we began to church with her, we go at that time and look at now. And you see the gap. You see, God has done something. God has done something. God yeah. has really good. one day she told me, so, please, I want an international job, believe in God and pray. Then, when she got a job, now she's, now she's also complaining <laughs> that the traveling is too much. Yeah, I, I, I pity her. So, if you want to travel, you travel like from here to Ashama, if you then join her. Within three days you can go to you can go to London, you can go to as soon as you get to London in the morning, you are flying in the afternoon back to US. In the US, the next morning you are flying back to Brussels. Brussels from Switzerland, from Switzerland, you're going to Brazil. And within three days, you go to almost about five different international countries. Not from not from Asaman to Iclagon to no no, I'm talking about by air. Listen, he said he shall be. Be like a tree planted at the rivers of what? That will bring forth its fruit in what? Some of you think that God will never do anything in your life in this, please. It's just a matter of time. Your season will get to. Your time is coming. Your time is what? Tell the person, your time is coming. Your time. Tell the person, your season is coming. Your season. I saw them at the back there. Once she got married, immediately got married, they joined the church for 11 years without a child. Pray for her. Pray, I mean, and you see, one thing I hate, I don't like, is people are very close to me and they are not flourishing. I'm always worried. If you somebody who's very close to me and you're not doing well, that you have a particular problem which I know. I've never been happy. Never with those people who are close to me like that. Let are people in the church who are very close to me. Not like you. They're very close to me in a sense that they they, they 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 come close to you. Not that they give you money, but they're always close. Their commitment to church and anybody want to be very close to me very well be committed in a church. Simple. That that makes you close to me. Anybody who is close to that, I mean, committed in church is close to me. That's just that. It's not what you will take one city to. No, no, it's not the money. money for what? No, no, it's your commit. When I say that you're always in church. You are, we are doing something. You are involved. We we, we click automatically, and you see that I will always be calling you. We are. I mean, there are people like, that, like that. and I get always worried like that. So people like that who am not things i'm not doing Especially when I get to know about things about you, which are not. The must God must intervene. Always pray. She came to say, "Pastor, uh, I'm pregnant." Daddy, I didn't know what to do. After six months, he said, "Oh, the thing has come again." I wept and wept. And I'm telling you. Because there's a testament we'll be looking for. And to the glory of God. When her season came. Now, how many does she have? Two. Now she, he, she wants more. More will be coming. Your season will never delay. It is coming in the name of Jesus. Just be planted. Just be what? Be, be at where God has placed you. Be at where. It's just a matter of time. And you see a massive change in your life. And listen to what he said. That brings forth its fruit in what? Season. Whose leaf also shall you will never wither in the life of... You never, you never wither. You will never wither. Stay committed. Stay consistent. And whatever he does shall prosper. You will prosper in this ministry. Amen. I said, you will prosper in this ministry. You will never be a proverb. You will never be a byword. You will prosper. I said, you will prosper. You will prosper. In the midst of your mistakes, in the midst of your weaknesses, don't run away from God. Continue to be in the house of God. Let God know that you don't have anywhere to go. This is where you belong to and he will prosper in your life. No, I'm telling you. I know some of you have been through a lot of things. I know some of your personal life, you have been through a lot of things, but yet you are still established in the house of God. Listen to me. If you are going to remain faithful to God and in this house, whatever God has purposed for your life will be fulfilled. Very simple, straightforward. Just that. Yeah. You will never miss your place in this church and what God has purposed for you in this house. I see God helping you. From today, you will never miss the gathering of the believers. You will always be present. You will count yourself among the gathering. When we meet at church and God is marking, register, and he's counting, your name will never be missed. I see your blessings in this house. I said, I see your blessings in this house. Let me tell you this. One thing let me, I'm, I'm closing. One thing I always believe is that I, I, I believe this church carries a certain level of grace. I always use my life as, as an example. because I, I, I think that the grace of God has rubbed on me first before it will rob on anybody. No, that's how I see it. Because when I look at where God took me from, hey, Stephanie, far away. And you see, because that grace is in the church, no matter where you are coming from, because God has, because you see, the, Bible says the one who planted the seed must be the first partaker so if there is any grace in this church I must be the one experienced before he can benefit from it no is that not so that's it and so when I look at where God took me from and where he has brought us hey he has done some more he has done some and that same grace is in the church and is rubbing on you. listen to me in no time in no time, many of you will sit back and say, "The Lord has been very good to you." Yeah. One of us amongst us got a job. I have known him for so many years. Got a job, a new job. Any step he take, want to especially his career and all that. We talk to yourself, please. The step I want to take, I want to do this. I want to do. That. i particular whatever. He said, "Oh, I've gotten a new job." I said, "This one is even bad, better." I was there recently. He called me. and said, "Please, I, I came to see you." And I said, "What is it?" So, I've received my first salary. I want you to take some of some of it. There's some of it alone. Hey, there's some of it alone of the persons I was just. Two, he brought me two thousand. That was the sum. So if you are hearing <laughs> there's a sum. Hey. hey, God is changing people's life. You sit down there. Don't get involved. Your life will never, never be involved. the same. Amen. Your destiny will never be the same. Amen. Can you please rise to your feet as we pray? Glory to Amen. God. Hallelujah. Sometimes we say, In the name of Jesus, from today I received the grace to connect to this house. Every spirit that takes me away from the gathering of the believers in this house, I cancel them. In the name of Jesus, I connect, I connect to the spirit and the grace of this house. In the name of Jesus, one minute, talk to God right now. Let's begin to talk to God right now. Talk to God. In the name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus, Father, I receive the grace to be constant and to be committed to this house. I refuse to absent myself when it's time for us to meet. In the name of Jesus. I receive the grace to be committed. In the name of Jesus. One minute talk to God. Let's have a minute talk to God right now. In the name of Jesus. We are praying the last prayer. This I'm in the name of Jesus. Father, I receive the grace to give my best and to give my all to your house, which is your church. In the name of Jesus, lift up and begin to pray. Talk to God right now for one minute. I receive the grace to give my all. What a great God. I receive the grace to give my best to your church. It is your church. Whatever I give, I don't give to man. Whatever I do, I don't do for man. I do it for you, and I do it for your church. Lift up your voice and talk to God. areta. Thank you, Jesus. As our eyes are closed, I want to pray with you. If you you. I want to dedicate your life to Christ. I want to give your life to Jesus. I want to pray with you. Just lift up one hand. I'll pray with you. You want Jesus to come into your heart? Jesus will come to Oh, wow. God bless you, my brothers. Wow! God bless you. I've seen two hands there, uh, another one there, another one there. Great! Do so. I've lifted your hands. Wow! Another one there. God bless you. God bless you. Please pray this prayer. I me. say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. Lord, I am a sinner, and not because of my sins. You came to die for me. I believe with all my heart that you are the Son of God. Come into my heart. Be the Lord over my life from today. I will save you and I will follow you. Write my name in the book of life. From today, I receive the grace to be established in you and in your house forever. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for helping your people today. The grace that brought you, may that same grace establish you. You never go back to the world. May be established in the things of God forever and ever. In Jesus' holy name. Amen.